0: Hi
1: guys! Hello! Welcome to Ed Arling's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, anything in that realm. Today's episode, we have the amazing Thomas Moon Eagle back on the show, and he's going to chat with us about his upcoming event in July, and uh, we talk about shamanism and the different world, journey to the different worlds. Um talk about entities. It's a really fun episode. I really love it. It was great talking to Thomas. We always
0: like talking to Thomas.
1: Yeah, so we'll keep this short before we get into it. Do you want to tell them where they can find us at? You
0: can follow us over on Twitter at edpro underscore pgh. We tweet a lot. You can follow us on Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, TikTok, at edarlene. You can follow us on YouTube where we post Reiki infused videos almost every single day. Go like and subscribe over there. And then you can go to our website, eddaarlene.com. Sign up for our email list and get a free recce session almost every single month. Got... Feeling weird right now. Feeling weird. We just came out of the uh, meditation we did with um, Loki and Odin. And I left that more confused than I came in.
1: Yeah, we feel like it's like, uh, she smells some of that Loki energy.
0: Oh, for sure. I, cause I, I think I'm not used to feeling that energy, so I'm like... Definitely different. <laughs> Definitely different. I'm grateful that I did not have an experience like our other past guest Jess had, where she was lit ablaze in the astral. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. 155 on the clock there. Mm.
1: Yeah. So um...
0: <laughs> the numbers they speak to me. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they really do. I I realized yesterday when I was driving. Like you'll you'll see it on the internet. Like people like all oh, document their angel numbers and stuff. And synchronicities. I So like, if I did this, I would literally be Jim Carrey from the movie 23 constantly. Like, I did it for, like, one hour's time. I had, I don't know how many pictures of numbers just from being out in the world. 777, 1111, yeah. 555, 444, license plates, everywhere. So- what always gets me is when my name, when I see my name.
1: Yeah, so, like, um, I feel like... Numbers are really powerful, and that might, like, the universe might know that, like, you're really receptive to numbers, and that might be why you're getting them so much. Um, it, we were laughing about it yesterday. It feels like I'm really focused on, like, letters, and I'll be like, is that an A in the sky? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I see alpha. <laughs> or, like, um or the runes. Like, I, like those are all letters. Um, and she's, like, the numbers, so it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's,
0: like, <kind> of <laughs> the numbers, it really, they really do speak to me, like, hard. All the time <laughs> <laughs> but it's what you said i think that they know that i'm paying attention I, I will pay attention to the numbers yeah. but yeah
1: it's life so um want to roll those ads so we
0: can get, get in into, into the time. interview yeah because it's like a longer episode too so. well let's get right into it yeah all right guys okay guys this is an ad we believe in supporting small business and today we're talking about the small business called garage cats they make 100
1: percent organic handmade lip balm using hemp and cocoa butter. Smells amazing, it lasts for a very long time. They use eco-friendly paper tubes. They're pretty much awesome. If you are interested in supporting this business, you can find the link below or go to garagecats.etsy.com. We just want to take a quick moment to invite everyone listening to check out our shop at edarlene.com. If you like what we do, it is one of the easiest ways to support us. Plus you will get our awesome handcrafted 100% vegan soy candles, our prints, books, oracle cards, and book a Reiki session. All this can be found at eddarlene.com and linked in the show notes.
0: So we're back with Thomas Moonigle. We're really excited to talk to you about your new program. We're going to be doing in July.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know, up there, it's been a long time. Coming. I know you're, you're
0: coming to Pittsburgh. I know, I don't really,
2: I'm excited
0: <laughs> to meet you in person.
2: I know we've 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 done um, we've had very long conversations. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, Over the years,
2: I know, isn't that crazy? I, it, it is crazy. I know. I'm always interested to see like the way you cut cut our reviews down, I was like, wow, we talked about a lot. And then they use the extra stuff for your exclusive thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. We're like we've split yours too into two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like part one, part two. Um...
2: bonus, part three. Look <laughs> yeah, that for one, yeah. Like, oh, for the bonus, the extra, you know, it's like, you know, the little special special features on the DVD
1: yeah yeah because yeah, of your stories are like on their own like we've you know we've done interviews and you've like told us stories and I'm like this is its own like <laughs> like it's yeah. just an episode it's so good um yeah but yeah we're really glad you're on it again and we're excited to see you in Pittsburgh and to do like I'm excited to do a class with you we talk about it a lot I feel like on the show yeah. but, like, that you you know you teach and stuff and now you're coming and we get to actually like be a part of it yeah, we talked about it on the ep- podcast
0: a couple times, hyping it up for July. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like, so got- we'll have to have you back on again closer, closer to if it you want, if yeah. you if you want.
2: Um, I, I love to talk. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have you on closer to it again. Yeah, but I want to talk about what we're
2: going to be doing. Sure. So, I mean, I struggle. I was like, should I teach like something that's based on my book, or should I do like more, um, you know, sort of introductory uh, stuff and I have taught the book class a couple times, and I did that even last summer. So I was like, you know what? I kind of I, because I, last summer I really wanted to teach an intro to shamanism and sort of like shamanic journeying and all the techniques that you that get you started.
1: Okay. Um,
2: but it just so happened that where I was teaching, they had just had that class like a few weeks earlier. So I was like, okay, we'll just teach up, up runes in my book. Okay. <laughs> so. What we'll be doing is basically learning the basics for shamanism like, you know, calling in the directions, um, learning to journey and to like the different worlds, so going to the lower world, finding your power animal, starting to build a working relationship with the power animal, you know, doing healing work or, you know, getting answers with your power animal uh, will be like one big portion of the class. And then we'll be going also to the upper world um, to meet your upper world teacher. Um,
0: this is gonna unlock some things. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> so I'm so excited. And I'm, I'm trying to think if we wanna do any middle world work cause that's like where I'm like the fuzziest I think. Okay. But I think for an introductory class, uh, lower world, upper world, getting your connections, having a few journeys for, for folks to do, um, is probably the best thing to start with. And that's going to take, like, the day, I mean. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, well, and then we'll, I'll have to make everybody dance.
0: Okay, that's uh, fine.
2: fine. You have to dance your power animal. And if you're worried about like, people looking at you don't, they're all too worried about what people are looking at them doing. And so
1: they're <laughs> just like <laughs> she's like sign me up. I'm like, oh, you up. okay. I'm like, well, this
2: is <laughs> not like really dancing or anything. It's just di- it's different. You'll see. It's same okay. space. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I always, you know, everyone's so worried about like. And for me, I don't vocalize much with my power animal when I dance it because it's a very quiet, stealthy animal. And I'm like, I don't even know how this thing sounds. You know, I can't make those
1: sounds.
2: Yeah. So, but. There'll be different things, We'll be, you know, learning about ceremony, but also connection and, you know, healing. So shamanic tradition a lot of the time is, is you know, doing healing work for yourself, doing healing for others, um, sometimes getting answers to problems, getting advice. Mm. Uh, so I always say, like, when I was setting up my business, I went to, to Journey to My Power Animal, and I always find this funny that people, like, will do, sometimes they'll do channel messages and they'll get this, like, long, flowery thing about, you know, the cosmos and the universe. And I was like, I just want to know how I get started. Yeah. And my power is like, gave me two sentences. They're like, get an accountant and get a website. Step was- <laughs> <laughs> one. <Everyone. laughs> and so I did all those things and then the day after I got did all those things like an old friend from high school called me and it's like hey this may sound crazy but I want to th- fly you out to LA and have you do work on us and like you know a boyfriend and stuff and I was like are you shitting me I was like <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> it was funny. just like you did all your homework here you go <laughs> I love that
1: whenever that happens you know like like, that's okay. unexpected um, things that, like, you know, like spirits can, like, bring in sometimes. She but...
0: feels like it's a good, like, ta-da! <laughs> yeah, I
1: had a paintbrush thing recently. Yeah. We were working with a spirit, and then I was, like, gifted these paintbrushes randomly, and they were exactly, like, what I need, and they were, like, delivered. I don't know, I just love it. It's, like,
2: magic. Almost <laughs> oh, like magic. I... Yeah, yeah, you
1: know what I mean,
2: like... Well, I, um, I, you know, the thing with magic is, like, you have the different camps of it, where, you know you have a lot of times this comes with clients and depending on their background and they almost, they, they come from what I call the vending machine school of magic. Meaning I want to be able to just put this in, put in my little a 15 and get my Kit Kats out. Yeah. And I'm like, magic doesn't quite work that way. It's not like a vending machine. I insert this, do this, get this. I'm like, no, you put the stuff in and then you step back and you see what happens. And sometimes very unexpected, what happens? Um, in fact, you know, when you journey, um, which is going to be, you know, pretty much most a lot of the class be learning to journey, learning to send your consciousness into the other realms of of spirit to commune and get information and to you know gather power. And when I say gather power, people like, oh, you know, they have this idea of like I'm, you know, amassing some great for as like it's not like that you're gathering the resources and energy you need to, you know, do healing work, um, to, you know, mend relationships to get information and guidance. Uh, so that is, you know, but you know, it's talking about being powerful, meaning being full of power, being full of the energies of life. So, I, but a lot of people come into it with this like power over, as opposed to like just being in power not mm-hmm. uh, being part of the flow mm-hmm. so a big part of the practice is like getting out of the way and I you know sometimes particularly when you're doing work on people that are not just clients but are in your life that becomes tricky because you have like ego attachments too in there and you're like well, why didn't they do what I say or you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah why did they go over here and do this instead and like they're disrespecting this or disrespecting me. And it's like, yeah, you gotta just kind of let go of that. Yeah, yeah. And the more you let go of like how you want things to happen, like the more like bizarre and out there things can happen, which I love, you know, when I love when you go on a journey, you're going and you get something that like, I was not expecting that to happen at all. Uh, That was weird. Yeah.
1: Because
2: that for me, that's like a sign that I'm doing something right like because like I didn't know to like create that
1: yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah.
2: that's kind of like oh wow, you know and when you're in a group of people and you're all like doing the same thing or the same journey it's really interesting because like you'll get a piece of it and as you go around the circle like everyone else will like add a little piece and you put it all together it makes complete sense oh
1: this mm. is gonna be so cool this is gonna be yeah.
2: transformative
0: yeah. for me <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so what is the difference between a power animal and then let's say a spirit guide? Um, can you explain the nature of like your power
2: animal and... Um, well, I mean a power animal is a spirit guide. Yeah. But it is one that, you know, has chosen you, like you go to, it says you go to find it, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't like go, or whatever, that's what I want. Uh, <laughs> because I've seen people try to do that, it never works. You'll go and look around, and it will find you. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, it has picked you to work with. Okay. So it either has something you need, like, that you're lacking in your energy, or you need to learn, or it sees a potential in you that it wants to nurture.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay. That's really cool. This might sound like a stupid question, but do people have um, a lot of power animals, or is there, like, one main and then... Um,
2: yeah, you, you, you can have more than one and, um, you, depending on what you're doing in life, uh, you might have a bunch. I mean, (laughs) okay. and so like, I have several animal spirits that I work with. Now, not all of them are power animals. Some of them are just sort of allies.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, Like I have two main ones that I work with, but I also have what I call friends, you know,
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll
2: go see. So I don't know if you probably too far away, you can see on the wall behind me, but I've got, like, a picture of a crow up there. Mm. And it's not technically a power animal, but I have a lot of interaction with crow.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, um, if you have, like, let's say you have, like, a, you're drawn to certain animals, is that ever, like, kind of, is that, like, them kind of cluing you in and to, like, what your power or animal could be? Like, let's, I don't know, like, if you've always felt safe around a certain type of animal, like crows or something cats. like that. Yeah, cats.
2: It could be, but I, uh, if I met um, either of my power animals in the waking world, I would be a little bit wary. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you gonna eat me or scratch my eyes out or anything?
1: <laughs> okay, so they can be large or they can be as small as a little, like a mouse.
2: Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't don't um overlook the Yoda effect where lots of power packed into a little little container. Mm. So like a mouse can be a very strong power animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all again, you know, you're measuring I guess a like kind of the Western idea of power. We mm-hmm. always equate with force or predatory mm-hmm. kind of um aspects, but like prey animals outweigh outnumber predators.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, I mean, the mouse can teach you. I I have not worked with mouse. I've had issues with mice in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Like, being in the kitchen, I'm like, no! You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: I heard a girl talking about power animals. And she included more, like, fantastical, like, spirits as well. Like, unicorns, dragons. Yeah does that happen? Um, Does that fall in that realm? Or is that just like a different
2: take on it? What are your thoughts? I mean, uh, you can encounter, I guess, what you call mythical kind of creatures. But usually for your main power animal, um, it's gonna be more mundane. Okay. uh, Usually, like I do, like there's different power animals that you uh get that like stay permanently merged with you in certain traditions like they're like a internal protector Mm -hmm. and i have one that would be considered more mythical Uh, but i also have a different one that is like you know it's platypus i mean that's what it is it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) which looks mythical
0: yeah yeah.
2: but is actually you know physical in this realm all, all you know all at the same time so i have I've seen dragon spirits, but mostly more in the middle realm
0: mm,
2: okay. uh, rather than in the lower realm. You want your power animals to be coming from the lower realm. And the reason for that has to do with like lower realm and upper realm. Nobody lies. They, you know, so if you get information from there, it's factually true. Now you have to always look at the context with that too. Cause like what somebody says is like true in the context that they said it. Okay. But they, you know, I also tell people, like, spirits don't have to talk to you. They don't have to answer your question. Um, Just like someone can ask you something extraordinarily personal and you can say none of your business. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need to know that. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know that, you know. Not every spirit has the answer to every question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we, like, go in thinking that they're, like, this all-knowing, like, source of wisdom. Here to fix
0: all our problems. (laughs) (laughs)
2: The Cosmic Vending Machine. I mean...
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) So uh, we talked about this in other episodes. What got you into shamanism? What was the kickoff?
2: Uh, I mean, I was interested in spirit guides early on as a teenager. And, I, you know, one of the chapters in one of the books that I read on spirit guides talked about, you know, power animals. And I kind of globbed onto that more. But I didn't really pick it up, like, in earnest until probably 2007 and I there just happened to be like a free like introductory like evening where you just literally go meet your your um, power animal and upper world teacher that was it just two little journeys and it was like donation based so I went to that and didn't learn anything else how to do with them but there were like groups that you could come back every month to do you know and over a series of year, years because mm. it's like once a month you would learned kind of like to sort of start to trust what you're getting. Mm. Um, it would very up like what we would do each time and then i started to like train in earnest with actually two different teachers in the same year it was weird i, I met both of them at the same time mm. and so one was more the south american shamanism working with the mesa and the uh, healing spirits and the stones and then the other one was like all journey based work which is more core shamanism and so core shamanism is anthropologists looked Across the world, across different cultures, and so what was common in all these different cultures. And so, like, shamanic leanings underpin just about all the religions at some point in their history. And particularly a lot of the pagan religions, it may be, like, wearing different clothing. People think of shamanism, and they think of Native American spirituality. Um, but if you look at some, like, the Celtic and Druidic, you know, people would have familiars. And they function in not exactly the same, but it's like a similar vibe. It's it's a, it's like a cousin to the power animal, you know, that you would work with an animal guide or an animal spirit. So these things like exist across different cultures. So people of power were associated with like, oh, they had this sort of animal that would come in and, and act in sort of a friendly way or a protective way.
1: So you mentioned your upper
2: world teacher. What's the nature of like our upper world? Teachers, those vary quite a bit, and that's where okay. you really get into like some mythic, uh, I think archetypes. So, okay. like, my upper world teacher kind of looks like a wizard, okay. <laughs> <laughs> probably. He, I he wasn't one, he was more like an alchemist, really.
1: Okay, you for know, some like... reason, I feel like your teacher would look like a wizard. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, like, I just feel like
2: that sounds it, right. <laughs> Yeah, and it took me a real long time to, like, have any kind of success with working with the upper world teacher because I'm more attuned to the lower world. Okay. But that, I mean, I took, like, extensive, lots of classes and then a two-year, like, intensive training program where we were half the time working with your upper world teachers. So it got very familiar. So, and then they have like, well, we're not going to do this in our class because that's more, they have like, your teacher can teach you, take you to a master teacher, which is kind of like then, you know, a whole nother,
1: okay.
2: and those can get really strange. And, you know, <laughs> those have more like overarching, like upper world teachers for you and like bigger topics. You can go like, say, Hey, what's the nature of time and mm-hmm. the universe mm-hmm. and that don't ask your teacher that. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> yeah. I mean you can, but it's going to be very specific to you. But if you're wanting to know, hey, what's this deal with you know parallel universes? How does that work? Well, the funny thing is is that like everybody starts doing like very similar stuff and then once you get the basics down, people quickly start to diverge and like it all has to do with like their inclinations, their particular talents and interests. So like what I do shamanically may look very different from what somebody else does because they're exploring different topics, um, working with different types of healing or they have a different, um, you know, cultural paradigm where, like, they might have a different religion than I do. So they explore it that way. So you, and I've seen people who are very devout Christians but also practice shamanism. Uh, and so, like, for instance, like someone who's very Christian, like their upper world teacher could be Jesus. I mean, it could be something like that. It could be a prophet. Could be an angel. Could be an alien. You know, it could be all sorts of things. But the the thing is to not try and decide ahead of time or speculate like what like that what if it's this what if it's that you know because that kind of gets in the way of you experiencing that kind of uh meat the meat cute. you don't want to get in, you don't want to you know get yourself in the way of the meat cute between you and your your upper world teacher because you want to have that nice fresh experience without projecting onto it so and that, i think that's part of like learning and shamanism is that you're always projecting onto your journey Because you can't help it. I mean, you are who you are. You grew up where you grew up. You have a certain lens that you see the world through. And so when you're having this sort of pretty much telepathic communion with another being, they're going to use what you got uh, to reach you. So, and I think... That's why it's really interesting to do things in a group setting um, because because people have different lenses. When you start to put all the pieces together, it's like, oh, okay, I was seeing the part of it that I could see. This person is seeing this part from their perspective. So it's also nice to have men and women in a class. Doesn't always, It doesn't usually work out that way. <laughs> It's gotten better, I would say, Aww. the last couple of years where, because it used to be like, I'd be the lone guy. Wow. <laughs> in circle. There might be one other, and he was usually like 50 years older than I was. Yeah. And so, but it's starting to become, I think, more accessible. And, and I think part of that is because there's so many women that teach. And I know from experience that, and I'm. this is not, they're good teachers. And their experience of a journey might be vastly different because of the enculturation that men and women have. Mm. Um, And what I mean by that is like when I journey, I'm very linear, like I wanna go to the place, talk to the spirit, get the answers, get the thing, and then come back. I'm not interested in what else here. And because of the way that most of the women are brought up, they're they're, they're a little bit more open and like saying, okay, what else is going on over here? And it's a more kind of holistic, way. That's not always the case. It's Mm. more more individual than that. That's just like a trend because of the way we, the different way that we raise boys and girls. Okay. And it's also something that you can learn to overcome, like, because, like, when I wrote my first book, I was like, I can't just, like, I went here, did this, came back. No, I'm like, you get to set the scene, right? What did it look like? What was going on in the background? Mm. What was going on over here? You have to take an interest in everything around you.
0: Yes, yeah. So how About how long are each journeys to each of the worlds? Like, what's the time frames? Usually I try to keep them about 15 minutes. Okay.
2: Next. But, like, the first few journeys you take could be, like, super short. They're okay. like, okay, go here, find this, come back. Like,
0: because,
2: okay. like, where you start, you're going to, like, start, you have to find your entrance point. I'm like, so you're going to go there really quick, less than five minutes. Okay, got it? Come back. And then I'll give you, like, the next thing that you're going to do. Okay. And, and then you know, then the first, I guess, full journey will be like, let's go find your power animal now. Okay. Okay. So.
0: Okay. Are there any tools we need for this course?
2: You will absolutely need a journal or, or a notebook and something to write with. Okay. Depending on what the space setup is, uh, you might want to bring like a mat to lay down on.
0: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, because some people like to journey laying down.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to.
2: And And yep. other people like to journey sitting up. And it just depends. And it's good to learn various to do it in various positions. Um, if you've got a drum, bring the drum. Yeah. <laughs> and it, usually, like, a frame drum is best because you can hold it and dance around with it. And if you don't have that, a rattle will work as well. I will have extra rattles. I have two drums. That's all I have. Okay. That is, that is like, where my teachers beat me out. They've got, like, 15, 20 drums. I don't know because they've got kind of them hanging all over the walls and stuff. <laughs> I, I don't have a house yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the, the they'll have, probably
0: they, they, they'll probably have yet. some tools.
2: I feel like they have, like, everything that, like, plays. Yeah, I should actually get with them and say, hey, you might want to carry some drums if you don't already. they probably be open to it. they probably be open today. to yeah. it, yeah. Uh, uh, make some, some workshop day sales and be like, I would really like a drum more by the end of the day.
0: I swear, this is like the perfect store to you to do this yeah 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 we like them a lot we do <laughs> if you can't if you can't tell <laughs> they're awesome
2: <laughs> yeah. well the name makes sense too now i think a menagerie because like menagerie is like a group of like exotic animals isn't it and we're gonna be the first thing we'll be doing is like let's go find your power animal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Excited for the that, like mm-hmm. that experience, because I don't engage much with animals in the spiritual way. Um, usually, it's like angels and you know, yeah. deities and stuff like my spirit guides. But yeah, that'll be really cool. I was wondering if you could explain the different
2: worlds for our listeners. Sure, as the best of my ability, because I don't know everything about the worlds. There, yeah. there, there's a lot of them. Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> so we're literally projecting our consciousness.
1: Compared to, like, astral travel, is this lean into
2: that, or what are the similarities? The similarities is that you're you're sending your perception out of your normal frame of awareness. Okay. The out-of-body is, like, where you have, like, this full-on sensory experience where, like, there is, like, a total separation... So you're not aware of what's going on in your body while you're having an astral projection. So that's where it's different. Where like at any point in time, you're like, I'm not liking what's going on right here. I'm just gonna open my eyes. You know. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Jack, you have, you open your astral. Your astral eyes are already open. It's sort of like I find my way back here. <laughs> Yeah, so, And similar to for those that have like tried psychedelics, a lot of stuff that you will experience in a journey could be very similar to a psychedelic journey. But at any point in time, if you're like, okay, this is too heavy for me. I'm just going to open my eyes and you open your eyes and you're out. You know, whereas if you taking a psychedelic, yeah. you got to I a mean, <laughs> Yeah,
0: you're trapped you're in a time frame, yeah. <laughs> oh, i am
2: yeah. ready
1: for that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I do have that experience. I don't have um, a lot of, like, visual stuff. And when I do, it's, like, important, usually. Um, I'm finding there's a lot more, like, audio in my, <laughs> like, um, if we talk about Claire's, it seems that's mm-hmm. the case, um, which is funny because I'm an artist, so you would think that You'd I do. would visual yeah yeah so but like i do get them and when i do it's like for you know it's important and it's profound very, yeah it's always like oh my goodness but yeah a lot of sensations and stuff like that in the body
2: yeah i think one of the most well-known uh, shamanic practitioners in the in north america i think sandra ingerman she wrote the book soul retrieval mm-hmm. if, if i'm if i'm remembering correctly like she does not get visuals in her journey it's all dark and she hears
1: okay goodness let's that be my yeah i have
2: to read that yeah and so, like some people are like i didn't see anything i'm like okay well what what was going on with your other senses you know yeah yeah how are you feeling yeah yeah
1: yeah when i had my reiki attunement it was i felt a lot in my body and ears like like
0: hearing where you had visual i had insane visuals um in your experience wild so. visuals yeah. yeah life's not been the same <laughs> away I'm, I'm pleased with yeah.
2: my journey but okay let's talk about the
0: worlds yeah you got off track yeah it happens
2: it's, it's easier it's easy to do i'll be i'll be like on my best behavior in the class be like okay we got to do this
0: <laughs> You're in professional uh, but
2: the, the three worlds and i say that loosely because like there are clusters of worlds in each of these different you know paradigms that, uh so like you've got the lower world and that's like where your animal spirits your stone spirits Plant spirits will be spirits of, like, mountains, lakes, streams, all that sort of thing. So what do you think of, like, as the actual physical space of the natural world? That's what you're going to find there. Uh, And then you have the upper world, which you've got things like, you know, ancestor spirits, spirit guides, teachers, angels, deity forms, star being, people, all the things you can think of, you know, that are just out in the way way out you know that's where that's where you get a lot of that stuff from and mythic beings as well and then in the middle world i mean we're in the middle world right now. we're in one of the middle worlds right now um a good example for like another middle world would be like the realm of fairy um and that's just one there's a lot of middle realms some of them more friendly than others okay we're kind of like in the middle of the road <laughs> okay. well i
1: don't <laughs> want to go to one of those, stumble into the <laughs> More
2: not friendly areas, let's say. Yeah, that's like going into a really bad neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, and
1: we're we're just doing upper and lower for this for your class.
2: We're going to do upper and lower, starting okay. with lower world first. Okay. Uh, uh Middle world stuff tends to get tricky because, as you're aware, in this world, we can lie to one another and to ourselves.
0: Mm. So, <laughs> so it takes like the seasoned practitioner to do that yeah, so it yeah you
2: have some, some discernment when it okay. when it comes to the middle world I mean you should still have discernment in lower world upper world um too because sometimes and this is why it's really good to develop like a really strong relationship with both your your power animal and your upper world teacher because they will take you to see other beings mm. and okay. you know because they're not like they're you know they're focused on you. Uh, you might need a specialist for something who has like a special area of knowledge. But one of the um, things I remember my teacher telling us a story was she'd gone on this journey and some upper world being had put something like in her head, like to open, it. and she was having like these horrible migraines, like debilitating, and um. so she finally, she went back to her her upper world teacher. <laughs> And she's like, oh, my God. And she brought her back to the being, and she, and she basically read that being a riot act. What the hell do you think you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you. take that out right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my
1: gosh. That's hilarious. The thing i like, with these, like, divinities and stuff, it's like, I'm in a physical body. Like, yeah. like that might hurt. Like, like, why do you do yeah.
2: that? why you
0: do dirty? I
2: experienced that. And again, you know, that that being was not malevolent in any shape or, or, or form, but I don't know if they'd ever been in a human form before or it had been so long since they'd been in a human form. They didn't quite understand the, the tolerance limits that we have <laughs> for certain energies. And, you know, when we do particular journeys, I'm like, people are always shocked. Like there's, there's a, sometimes a physical effect from coming out of that journey or like a ripple in our life in our events around us. And and so like when I was doing journeys into the chakras and, and these were all healing journeys, I would do one and I would like not do another one for like weeks on end, sometimes months, because it would have that kind of deep visceral response. And sometimes I'll do just different journeys and I will have like physical consequences for those journeys. And I don't mean consequences as they're always bad, but there's like detoxing, adaption, Oh, okay. Um, having stuff float up to the surface to be dealt with. All that can happen. And the deeper you go, the more that happens.
1: Like physical things. Yeah, with getting weights can get like thirsty, have to mm-hmm. go to the bathroom
2: more. Um... Oh, yeah, we'll be going to the bathroom a lot.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For cleansing. That's like, so interesting. We
2: a lot of water and like before and after it's like before and after each stream, like, who needs to go to the bathroom? Everybody's hand raised, like, okay, go do that. Something about journeying to other into other realms makes us thirsty and have to pee.
1: Yeah, you know what's weird? Um, this with women. Um, we've talked to other female like practitioners who engage in spirit work, and there's been times where like your period will start. It'll just start. Um, like Reiki attunements do that. Uh-huh. Huh? Um, so it's like really interesting how it can like really like i also feel like too, it, like know? any
2: intense healing the trigger yeah. it literally triggers it it's wild mm-hmm. I, well I think our endocrine system is so sensitive
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean because think of i mean, particularly when talking about your cycle I mean originally that would have been regulated by the light of the moon mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah and of course nowadays we have like electric lights and everything else so that light trigger is not the same <laughs> but yeah. but I mean it's gonna the whole endocrine system has to respond to the environment, and when you switch up the energy in the environment, it's going to change the response in the body. Yeah,
1: for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's all really cool. Like, I, I like love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
2: what was your most interesting journey
1: that <laughs> um, I mean, you're willing to share? I know. When,
2: uh, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> it's like the whole time. I had like a really unexpected journey where. I was going to see—I forget why—I was going to see one of my power animals to do. I think I was going to do particularly something. There was going to journey back into a dream, um, which is a middle world journey. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So dreams. Fall Maybe we'll the do that. I mean, we might do that one. Okay. But- Oh, but we'll probably run out of time. But I was going in, and I was looking at my power, animal. I was looking in their eye, and I saw, like, a little spiral staircase in their eye, and it was, like, drawing me in. I was like, but no, we were supposed to do that. And I was like, I'm here, and this is happening. I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, literally journeyed inside of that power animal for the other eye, and I went down. I came through this court and there was another spirit in there that came back with me, and oh I brought it back. God and That's I was really like trippy. <laughs> yeah it's like very uh it was so true yeah it was like you know if I couldn't just open my eyes it would seem like a psychedelic trip right there mm-hmm. it's like okay this is weird <sighs> yeah. yeah oh my goodness
1: oh I love that um so you mentioned dreams how to can you explain like that a little bit like where do dreams fall into it
2: sure um this this gets into a little my personal cosmology, so which also came from a master teacher. So it is roughly shamanic in leanings, you know, because I want I was interested in like parallel universes and parallel selves. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: it's like you are asking the hard questions. You are asking the hard
0: questions.
2: Ones <laughs> I I'm always interested in some of these big like. Uh, now this came out of like the intensive two year training I was in, like where we did ask these big questions, but I went back and asked more because I was really <laughs> interested in that. And I drew diagrams and everything in my notebook. It was just like <laughs> but I want to know, okay, so if we have parallel, if we have other selves in different, you know, universes, it's like, do we all share the same spirit? And and they're like, no. And I'm just like, oh. He's like each body in every universe has its own spirit to animate it. He's like all of them, but you all have one soul. Mm-hmm. They are connected. And in the in the dream world, the those different spirits can communicate across universes via their co- connection of the soul. So you can have these, you know, bleed-overs from one universe to the other. In fact, a condition affecting a parallel self can manifest in you even if you don't have the physical cause for it. Mm. So by dealing with what's going on in this other realm, you can sometimes heal yourself, but also heal that other self too.
1: Oh, I have a really creepy story. Go ahead. Okay, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is like really like trip me out a little bit. But so, um, the other night I had like this dream that like I hurt my ankle and then when I woke up in the morning like my ankle's been like a wreck like all week and it it feels like I sprained it but I didn't do anything to sprain it it. it. yeah now I'm wondering if like some other version of myself like like...
2: (laughs) the universe is over that way Yeah. yeah
0: Like to take center, your pain back. The,
2: yeah. The, yeah the universes, too. I think that would be your left to that self and see how that works. Use the distance symbol. Try it out.
1: Oh. Okay. Well, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm gonna
2: sure. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of things with shamanism is a lot of experimentation. You know, once you get the basic tools and you start, you, know, you you develop rapport with your power animal and your upper world teacher, then you can explore lots of different things. Or say, you know, like I'm interested in. Lots of different topics, or I'll have a client that stumps me, and I'll be like, "Okay, let me go ask about this."
0: Oh, that's <laughs> so cool! Yeah. I don't know a lot at all about shamanism. But you're taking me into a whole other space in my head about it. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, oh yeah, like I've heard about the spirit animal, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I didn't know the extent of it all. And then you can ask these beings. Oh. Go yeah,
2: that—that right. I mean, like, <laughs> that is the basis of all religion. I mean, was that at some point, you know, if somebody had a an interaction with a, be- a non-physical being, right? Mm. Yeah, and, that's really yes. Exchanging information, uh, and then that became its own set of beliefs and practices. Mm. And so, it's all about you know that communion. Uh, so, really, it's about developing the rapport, the communion with the, your your helpers, your guides, your power animals, your teachers, so that you have you know, tools to call upon or resources that you would that when you exceed your own knowledge and senses mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm I don't know. You <laughs> know for me it's like I'll have an idea and it sounds like a great idea or it might look like a great idea on paper. But because of my limited human understanding, I don't quite see all the repercussions of this. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. When I get a really great idea, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And you get that burst of like euphoria from you know, that Eureka, I've got it. I think I can do this thing. Now I'm I'm usually more likely to go into it and like, okay, this sounds like a great idea to me. Is it terrible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I'm so curious how the entities that I already know how that's gonna play into it. Like if I'm gonna encounter them in
0: the this, higher or one. if I'm gonna meet new ones <laughs> it's like I'm really curious about that I was really uh, what if we go to the higher I'm gonna get reprimanded <laughs> <laughs> <You're>
2: really- <laughs> I will speak to that actually um okay. so I have been reprimanded or but here's the thing and if I could figure out how to do it this the way that they do it I'd be like the best person ever like because they have corrected me in a way that you know it's like if somebody else said this I'd be like you need to shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shut your mouth. Don't talk to me again. Uh, kind of thing. But when it comes from them, it's the way they do it. And it's that energy of really unconditional love that accompanies with it. What's just like, they're not judging you. They're just saying this because they're like, hey, this is not going to go well for you. You need to stop doing this. And see, that's the best I can approximate that but still that could come off as condescending or judgmental for me. But when they do it, it doesn't feel like that. It, it feels like you really need to stop doing this. This is gonna hurt you, um, and it's gonna hurt other people. And so it's like, you're not gonna be like called to the principal's office. No one's gonna throw lightning bolts at you. Um, they'll usually say, hey, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I
2: think it's gonna open up
0: another. Yeah. Uh, I don't know can't find the words to say
1: yeah so do people experience because I know with like astral travel and with dreams that there's like emotions that you can like kind of experience in those spaces but you can't like put words to is that something that happens whenever um one is journeying
2: it can't like there's a, a lot of things that we'll do is we'll merge with the spirit for a bit and there'll be energy that passes between them between you and that spirit,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and then you always unmerge. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> to this in class, and be like, don't forget to unmerge, people.
1: <laughs> you be like, I no, I, I'll be able to tell if you have
2: it. <laughs> I, I, well, I might not be able to, but eventually, you'll be able to tell because stuff will happen. I mean. <laughs>
0: We're going to email you like, Thomas, I don't think I did this
2: right. Yeah. I mean, because there's been times when I've merged with, like, a collective of spirits to do healing work. Uh I did unmerge, but there's, like, a time limit to where I can stay merged with certain energies. Um, And if I exceed that time limit, I'm going to be in bed for three days. Oh, God. So... Yeah. Just because it blows the circuits, right?
0: Yeah. And after this, if, if, are people going to experience um, like strange dreams and answers to questions for an extended period of time, or is it just case by case? I, I think it will
2: depend on the person. Uh-huh. Um, I've had people who don't, haven't even really trained to it, but have gone to like a ceremony or a thing or. Ah, uh, somebody who went to one of the Day of the Dead gatherings here, where we did like despacho for the ancestors and stuff, which is a ceremony of you know helping the dead uh, pass either pass over or to be you know balanced in their new realm, and just to like keep that flow of information and uh, going. Where like this person literally had like a crow land on like the branch above them and like start talking to them in their father's voice.
1: Mm-mm.
2: I've never had that happen yeah but then again my father's still alive so <laughs> so if it did happen I'd be like um why didn't you just call <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> so I, I mean yeah and uh, you'll notice like there'll be trends or times in your life where it seems like almost like spirit is reaching across to 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 get to you Um, I just have gone through a couple weeks of that where it's like something is reaching out, like both in dreams and then also in the waking world where it's almost like someone will come in. I literally had this happen a few weeks ago where I was walking my dog and then this little girl comes running out, little toddler, and I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Because I've got a big dog and he's very excitable, loves children, um, but can scare children too because he's so big. And, you know, and he was a very good boy. He was a very good boy but then the mother came out and then he was jumping with her because she had no boundaries and, <laughs> and at some point you know he he licked the little girl and she's kind of like hey, you know yeah. and the mother said oh and i said you know oh he gave you a kiss and the mother turns to me and says to me this, just like i hope someday i hold out hope that someday someone will kiss you the way that you deserve what and i'm thinking yeah i know exactly right <laughs> do I know you? Uh, yeah. I was
1: like,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it's not like, do I know you? No, but it was like, I'm, I'm racking my brain. How does this person know who I am? Like, do they know? I, I'm trying to like, have I forgotten who this person is? Like, how do, how do they know me? And I, I came, I walked away from there and it came to me pretty quickly. Like, I don't think that was them saying mm. that, but it was just so specific. And I was like, okay. So one of my connections Pull like off through her
1: like that when you took the girls to the out at the Afrobeat. Remember, I did. Me? I had a, yeah. a
0: wild experience. I our younger sisters are um in their early twenties and they have <laughs> yeah. been enjoying the nightlife occasionally. Yeah, I've been like
1: tapping and, out. <laughs> yeah,
0: you've been tapping out. But sometimes, like you know, we're a little sister, so I'll tag along to be like bodyguard and. <laughs> to try to deflect you know people and i go out with them and i'm i'm pretty um i wasn't really partaking in a lot of the libations so (laughs) i was just like look at my clock looking at the watch like when can we leave (laughs) (laughs) so i'm standing against the wall i'm like on my phone and this mystical woman this lady high vibrational out the gate like she was like a beam of light and she comes over to me i'm by myself against the wall there's nobody near me i'm like and she stands right next to me bumps my shoulder and she gave me this channel message and i'm like a tiny part of it but it was essentially like she like read my soul and could tell what i was thinking and it was wild and then she gave me a hug and i was like okay like thanks like I needed this message because it it, I instantly connected. i like, this is not her speaking mm-hmm. by the way she was moving and everything. Like, this is not this lady. <laughs> like She just had a walk in yeah. of some sort and just gave yeah. me this message. that was completely unrelated to what, the, what we were doing mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful message. But yeah, I love when that stuff happens though. Cause I feel like sometimes we are the messengers
2: yeah. <laughs> for people. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I have a client now who apparently I met like a a decade ago or something. I didn't remember meeting her. And this is when I worked at a health food store. And she's like, I came in and you didn't say a word. And I was like, and then she mentioned, she apparently mentioned having seen butterflies or something everywhere. And apparently I said, have you ever heard of animal medicine? (laughs) I don't remember any of this happening. (laughs) it's so and funny. apparently she went out and bought that book and it set her on this you know like 10 year journey wow. and and i'm like i don't remember saying any of that and i was like how much of the other stuff am I saying that i'm not aware of
1: <laughs> yeah. you like i'm just living yeah you're just-
2: like do i have missing time no what's going on here but yeah and i mean i've had dreams as well where like people who have passed on showed up and i know it was them it wasn't just a dream echo of them and these are people who I have actively sought to communicate with like for a year or two after their patent and like nothing, couldn't find them anywhere, couldn't get out. They were at such a level of existence that I it was beyond my ability to reach. Okay. And all of a sudden, here they are. And I'm like, okay, something's going on, you know, something's trying to reach me. Something's yeah. trying to, you know, because I've been... A dark place because of the past few years, you know. And I'm just like, yeah, I know I'm missing bits of me right now. I'm like, I I need to start calling that back and you know, shedding some of this heaviness um, that has sort of just been everywhere for everyone. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's it's nice to know <laughs> that there are other beings that will say, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for you. You know, I really want good stuff for you, and I think. You know, if, if there's anything that I could convey to people, it's like, yeah, I, I, I am rooting for you, too. I want things to be okay for you. Um, and we, we need to do that for ourselves and other people. And, you know, these are just I, people think of shamanism and I'm like it's a set of tools and practices and, and with some paradigm elements to it. Um, so some worldviews, but it's very flexible with that. So predominantly, I think of it as a set of tools, a way to interact, a way to gather information, a way to connect.
0: Love that. I do too. So for the, for the listener, we've had Thomas on a couple times. Go listen to those episodes to get more information about Thomas and all the stuff that he knows about and does. It's amazing. Like, yeah. we're so lucky to be connected with you. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm really excited for this class. I think this is going to put me on a different trajectory again. (laughs) (laughs) Once again.
2: gonna be yeah it's gonna be fun and I hope to get in like a little bit early and maybe like do some book signings or some mm-hmm. maybe do some ceremony
0: yeah and yeah. we're down for whatever yeah you
2: know I was like I, I realized like not everybody can do workshop not everybody can you know has the money set aside for that so I'm like I want to do some things that you know other people can have and connect to um that might not like but they could come to and interact and then like maybe next time they could do something you know more
0: on that note We'll talk to you again soon.